0: Welcome to another series of Clientship's Customer Experience Superheroes podcasts. We are now in series four, and the purpose of this podcast was to bring you ideas, inspirations, and insights from the world of customer experience. We at Clientship believe to be a leader in customer experience today, you need to possess some superpowers. You need to be a superhero. And throughout the course of this series, We're bringing you different aspects of customer experience. We're now in series four, and we're delighted to be talking to some of the contributors to the amazing new Customer Experience 2 book, which is already topping the Amazon charts uh, here in Europe and uh, in America and other parts of the world also. We have with us today a legendary customer experience consultant, Sirti Vilhelia from Finland, who runs her own customer experience practice the Customer Experience Optimizer. And today is going to be talking to us about an innovative design approach, Lego Serious Play. So without further ado, let's meet Sieta.
1: So uh, thank you. Uh, it's nice to be here. Um, my background is I have about 25, over 25 years of experience in all kinds of uh, service design related positions. I've been working for big uh, consultancy companies back in the day and uh, I was also part of uh, CXPA founding members almost 10 years ago and uh, I always wanted to take uh, see some of the best bits of, of people experiences to Finland uh, where we are more a self-service country and uh, all, all, all things digital is are very uh, close to our hearts so I wanted to really improve on, on how you pe- meet people in customer encounters when they're all of the physical kind.
0: So, so in Finland you, you run a
1: practice? Yes, I do. I have founded my own company 10 years ago or already now.
0: Congratulations.
1: Thanks. <laughs> um, and, and before that I, was, I used to work for Accenture and Tieto and all of these like Fjord, all of these big companies uh, in, in, in service design related positions
0: and how would you say um finland is in terms of its maturity is it fairly advanced because of the digital adoption when it comes to customer experience or is there still a lot of kind of you know face to face retail experience
1: uh i'd say we're 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 up and coming <laughs> i'd say <laughs> probably we have actually been doing this uh state of customer experience management study for 8 years now so uh it looks from the looks of it we have four different uh, maturity levels in that and it looks like uh, most of the, of the companies or organizations who responded, respond on a yearly basis into this uh, study uh, are either on the second or third level. So we don't have visionaries here, but uh, most of the people have already left uh, the very first
0: uh, step of the, or level of the maturity model. Excellent. So, so I, I'd imagine from your perspective, a lot of the work you do is not about sort of educating the benefits of customer experience. It's helping companies make it happen and bring it to life. Yes, definitely.
1: Because uh, most of the work I did ten years ago was really evangelizing CX yeah. in Finland, and that's really why I, I wanted to found uh, or bring uh, CXPA to the fin- to Finland as well and started the network here. Uh, whereas nowadays, I think that there's more and more organizations who are actually, uh, they know what they're doing, but they're looking for uh, international benchmarks or, or, or ideas from uh, experts such as myself that what could we do next? What should we do next? And, and all of that, getting recommendations on how to even to improve even more on what they're doing. And uh, it's funny that you mentioned the digital aspect there, because I think that uh, in Finland, we're very much into data and all, all the digital Uh, uh, parts of the experience and I think we will be one of the first countries or first uh, regions to be really uh, practicing uh, like uh, artificial intelligence related uh, I don't know EQ and and, and all that trying to figure out how that works out.
0: Something that couldn't be further away from digital though is, is bits of plastic brick I guess, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> so so we're talking about the advancement there and now we're going to bring in a concept which is um, Lego serious play. So I, I've had the benefit of Lego serious play in, in, in Legoland myself, but um, before we get into kind of its role and, and how it's helping customer experience, would you mind just unpacking it and just explaining what Lego serious play is, please?
1: Lego serious play is a methodology and, and materials that Lego... Uh, created for themselves when they needed to reinvent uh, their business. That was uh, in the mid-1990s.
0: I mean, because we, we forget this, that Lego was at one point there was to be no Lego. There was no future of Lego. I mean, it really was at a point where it had ceased to have a relevance to, to most of a young group of, of children, really. That's correct.
1: And that's why they wanted to really see what their business, where they should take their business. And, and they asked from two academic professors, uh, Johan Roos and uh, Bart Victor, to help them out in this quest of theirs. And, and these people with some associates uh, uh, came up with LEGO Series Play. As it was first devised for uh, LEGO to develop their strategy work, uh, one of the first applications of LEGO Series Play has been real-time strategy. So, so the second part that they uh, came up with was uh, related to organizational identity. And also uh, building and developing like personal identities, so that was all about understanding the culture and how the culture affects realizing a strategy that they would set forth. So culture eats strategy for breakfast, and all that, you know. <laughs> and actually, the third the third uh, application is something that many companies and organizations should be taking up right now. It's called the Beast. It's a funny name, but uh, it's really meant for that the kind of situation. Not not very unlike from what we are living all in right now with the epidemic and all. Um, so it's for situations where there's big disruptions in the, business, in the life of the business. So it could be mergers and acquisitions where you need to suddenly merge together different company cultures, for instance. Or it could be somewhere where uh, you're really having big trouble within your company that not everybody is thinking the same way and, and you need to figure out how to best work with each other. And all that kind of stuff. Uh, digitalization is a, an example of disruption yes. that might be used. And now there's also real time strategy for change, which is a very new app. Uh, Johan Ross has come back actually to, he was away for a while and now he's come back to developing a uh, Lego series play. And then there's a whole lot of applications created because it's open sourced in 2010 mm-hmm. onwards. So people have come up. Experienced uh, LSP facilitators and trainers have come up with their
0: own applications. I'm, I'm reassured to hear that because I've always felt with Lego, they give you a, a, a structure and a framework, but you know they very much want you to explore and create your own version of the world using their bricks so it's, it's great to hear that so let's just take this back then so as i understand this methodology was created to help themselves find a new path but actually it was seen as being so valuable that they decided to make it a commercial proposition and, and others could, could benefit from it is it simply some good models for transformation with lego wrapped around it so that it adds an, an element of play to it or is it very Distinctively Lego centric in the way that it's, it's produced.
1: Well, I think that there's I don't know how many like twenty twenty even more more than more than that academic theories behind it. So it's it's based on a very sound uh, academic framework. And one of the main ones is, is of course flow. So the idea is to get people when they're playing into a state of flow, and that's the whole point. You could you could be doing it with uh, you know. Uh, Cone pines, if you, if you, if you wish. It's not, it doesn't have to be Legos in, in the sense of, of making it work. But of course, it's not Lego serious play anymore if, if you're not using Lego serious play bricks for it. And, and there's also some other things that you need to do, which you're supposed to be doing during the workshop. So, for instance, you always need to do skills building or it's not Lego serious play. It's called serious for a reason. It's yeah. not team building. It, you can't just take a bag of Legos and start playing on the floor.
0: That's not the point. It's getting certain cognitive processes working. It's getting you, I mean, I guess it puts you in a very positive state of mind. I mean, we, we all have built things from Lego and, and, and that's been a sense of achievement. One of probably the first sets of achievements we had as a child. So I can see the associations are very positive and strong. But it's great to hear kind of you know, the academic rigor that sits behind it. Are you a Lego serious player? master or builder or do you have a title?
1: I'm a trained facilitator of Lego series Play materials and methods. It's a very lengthy uh, c- certificate name but that's what I am.
0: This something a bit more creative to be honest you know having heard that they use it called the beast and things. Give me some examples of, of how you've taken it into business. Sure well
1: there are so many applications that you can do that it's almost difficult to, to choose from. But uh, we always start from whatever the outcome is that our clients want to achieve. So that's first of the criteria that we have uh, for understanding whether whether or not it makes sense to use the Legos in the first place. So you shouldn't uh, you know, decide your methodology before you decide what you're doing. But once you have that cleared out and, and it makes sense to be playing with Legos, Then it's all about uh, creating the right challenges uh, that which the facilitators is then supposed to be steering the workshop
0: with. I can imagine there's a lot of training that goes into becoming a qualified facilitator.
1: Yes, the first uh, training is is four to five days. Mm -hmm. And then, then I've taken at least three or four courses after that, which are always one or two days, depending on the topic Mm-hmm. so it's a, it's a it's a process where you're constantly evolving and and learning new things and developing your your uh, ideas yourself, such as we have been doing c x play for customer experiences and people experiences related work, so we're actually building that or have had been getting sparring from johan Roos and, and some of our Danish colleagues who are very experienced in lego series play
0: what does that what does that sort of look like are you are you building role play situations or are you building building solutions or, or how, does that, how does that actually physically look? That's, really,
1: that's a really good question, really, because it uh, depends really on, as I said, what the client wants to achieve with this. But you could be defining customer needs, uh, looking into understanding your personas, creating personas. We do strategy work, action plans. All kinds of inno- innovation really is, is really fruitful when you're, you're in that creative mood of playing with Legos. Sometimes it's about solving complex, conflicting challenges where it, it helps to have a common way of discussing things, where you're putting yourself outside of of what is actually being discussed, and, and you're discussing the topic really. Uh, so you get this free flow of discussion with, between people. Optimization of processes, whether like whether it's CX-related, EX EX-related. Also developing management teams is possible through through the use of LSP and even all the way going to uh, prototyping and, and testing prototypes and, you know, customer journeys.
0: I wonder if kind of, you know, looking back when you started in CX, you envisaged that Lego would be such a, a key part of your working life I'm sure you didn't <laughs> no
1: I never I never imagined that because I was very much coming from the digital background having done digital services for so long but my first encounter with a Lego series play was actually back in the 90s already I heard just by random coincidence I heard heard from it and I uh, contacted the people who were actually developing it and, and got some information about it but I then I, I it wasn't really ready to be put on the market in any way and I was anyway anyhow not in consultancy at that moment. I was still working for the Finnish broadcasting company at that time right. and I, I was uh, looking to a career in journalism really <laughs> uh, but then but then I heard about it like in the beginning of the, the 2000 maybe closer to 2010 and And then I, I started following it up and then and then I just decided that I had to take the training. It su- sounded like something that I just couldn't miss. I had been on the lookout for using methodologies that would be a little bit unorthodox in a sense, that they would be more yeah. creative. So instead of, you know, doing those postage stuff that everybody does, rather do something that this dif- differentiates my my practice from everybody else. So we have been doing vi- visual fac- facilitation previously. So we have been doing more creative stuff than, than usual or then, you know, the very traditional one uh, using those methodologies whenever our clients want to go that way. <laughs> But I always recommend Lego Serious Play whenever it's possible because it's just so enjoyable, not just for the trainer or the facilitator, but also for the participants.
0: I guess what's really interesting there is that in customer experience, we sometimes can forget that actually to get people engaged and to commit to customer experience, we need to deliver a great customer experience ourselves. And and I guess the activities you're taking on, the challenges you're taking on are quite conventional. You could have used a conventional approach, but you've taken a different route and that will arrive at a different outcome, which in business terms, that's what we're doing with customer experience. We're helping the organization arrive at a better outcome by adopting and adapting their practices to support customer experience. So, it's a really positive way, isn't it? And also it allows you to sort of differentiate your overall service from the, uh, from, from the next provider. So, uh, so fabulous. That's re- really good. I, I wondered if when you're in these workshops, you, do, you, do you kind of notice people with their arms crossed? Oh, you know, we're going to use Lego. Does that, does that come up? I mean, the power of the Lego brand, you know that it's going to be a good outcome. But do you still have that to, to deal with?
1: Of course we do. There's, there's always people, even if we talk in, in in a more general way about customer experiences, there's so many people who are crossing their their arms and saying that this is not for me, you know. Sure. And you usually would have like, I don't know, a certain percentage of people who are, are really like for CX and, and, and they're running ahead of you more, more likely. And then there's a bunch of people like 50 or 60 percent of people who are somewhere in between who can lean one way or the other. So I think it's the same thing with uh, Lego serious play. There's more people who have a good experience from Legos from their childhood or something yeah. that they take it as it is and jump into it. Actually, they get really good uh, support from it. I think that individuals are even reassured uh, in a way when they start playing that actually this is great fun. And I have so many people who have come after the workshops to talk to me and they said that I was so energized by it that I've ne- and, and also i give never so, given so much of my in any mm-hmm. workshop uh, before this, that they really feel that it was worth their time and, and they were able to go deeper into the conversation than, than normally. Then I have a bunch of people who say that, no, 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 I was so reluctant to do this in the beginning, but then I suddenly realized that I was the one who was trying to be the first one to talk and I was like doing all the effort to be there uh, on, on telling my stories and, and they've totally converted from there. I have yet to see any person who didn't want to participate at, the, at the fi- as a final outcome i was once doing this keynote and, and a workshop afterwards uh, in the uk and, and i had a I had a person who was an undertaker taking business so like a funeral parlor and she said that that she had been so s- skeptic about it when she had read about it in the in the program but she was t- I, I, but her eyes were like shining and she was like all That's over good, all good. the place after <laughs> having experienced it and that was just like a half an hour or one hour demo,
0: demo session so that must be very rewarding i, I know from when i participated I looked around the room and I could see people sort of a little reserved, first of all. But then when they could see other people were actually partaking, it almost gave them permission to start to play. And then you could see, you know, sleeves being rolled up, chairs being moved around and people, were, you know, almost climbing on top of the desks to get involved and do it. And, and I guess you must see this all the time, but you know then you've, you, you, you've achieved something that you wouldn't otherwise achieve, don't you?
1: That's so very true, and and whenever you see that people are getting up, you know that they're they're sold now. That that if they're talking with their hands and they're you know leaning forwards, we call them lean forward meetings. Really, that's one of the benefits that you get uh, from people are act- actively participating instead of you know having a look at their phones and the only time I, I love them to have their phones is when they're sharing their stories their models and, and we're documenting because okay. that part that's part of the picture that we have a big bigger workshop that it's actually the participants who take the, the photos of the of their models and explain them
0: and do you find because I guess some of the briefs are similar do you still find the output is unique I mean is that still wonderful for you to see how the various components because they're all different invariably it's going to create some Something different every time
1: yeah I think it's crazy I mean the imagination that people have and, and like whenever you see people sometimes they, they do all of these things that are mechanic that they they move and you know because one of models that they don't need to be static you can do models that are actually you can move around and, and sort of animate in, in a way to explain that the, the whole, your whole story, so that's that's amazing always to see those creations come up. There are certain uh, Lego bricks that are used for more or less the same purposes to to explain growth or value, and all. then there are more, little small modifications that people do to, to those things. I always use the red bricks to talk about customer experience and, and the the harder things. So I have contaminated or I don't know how contaminated, but <laughs> I've sort of used that as a as, as part of my language. So many people are 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 taking that. Up
0: from me I guess. And now tell me, do you think in bricks? Do you think in terms of bricks and stuff? Has <laughs> it become part of your, your, you know, your, your DNA?
1: Well let's say that I wasn't, I wasn't a Lego builder before I must say that's something very... I wasn't an adult uh, fan of Legos in, in any way before this, but it, it is something that you feel so good after a session that uh, even if you were facilitating it and, and, and not participating yourself, you're somehow changed or transformed after that
0: event. And, and what about the trauma of breaking the, the models up? Do you, do you wait until the workshop's over? Because you know <laughs> I, I would imagine you have people who say, you're not going to destroy these, are you? You're going to keep them, aren't you? I mean, how, how does that work? Because you've got to put yourself stuff- back into your kit bag and, and go on to the next uh, next client how do you do that
1: right well there are some models in the very beginning people are really reluctant to take them apart because it's their first model you know but then i tell, tell them to take you know f- take as many photos as you like but we need to move on in some cases then it might be so that uh, depending on the client they might uh, have a series of workshops lined up so we might leave the actually the models where where they are so if we're building a huge landscape it doesn't make any sense to uh, break that apart but rather continue working on it, because that there's a whole process of, of doing first your own models and then shared models and, and landscapes and, and creating agents around them and, and connections and all of that. Then afterwards, you, know, you start playing with scenarios, like few, for, for instance, future scenarios to come up with these simple guiding principles. So you're actually many times building on top of what you have been building previously. So I do need to have not just one kit, but several kits. You need a lot uh, of tricks. Yeah, and sometimes my customers, they just go ahead and buy the, the, the kits themselves because they want to continue and follow up on that.
0: Yeah, that's uh, interesting. So it's not just an individual workshop. You may be contributing to a much bigger piece that develops.
1: Yes, definitely. Especially if it's like strategy work or CX transformation right. or something similar. It's not Mm -hmm. something that you would just do in half an hour. You really need to invest more time in it because you wouldn't do that without the labels in in half an hour. So,
0: you know. And do you find the senior leaders are as engaged as frontline agents or are, are there certain people in business that are naturally better at adopting and creating better outcomes?
1: it's based on on roles because uh mm-hmm. the whole point of of lego serious space getting everybody equal footing okay, and yeah. the right of say to say say things and and the whole thing what i'm doing there is tra- trying to create this safe environment where you, you feel good to, to to speak out basically and where everybody's uh, appreciated what i think is important is that even the the people who are generally considered to be introverts that they actually speak up, and and this is not just once where I have had this comment afterwards from the workshop where the clients have said that I've never heard that person speak up before, and I, I didn't right. know that he or she was was that you know intelligent and people really give their best uh, side out from the
0: maybe inside out. Sure. So they become portals. They become an opportunity for them to talk through the protection of the Lego creation that they've made. Exactly. Yes. That's wonderful. And and do you see it having a role? You know, do you see it always having a role in the work that you do now? Yes, definitely. I mean, I'm so totally,
1: totally involved with, with the Legos that I, I love doing. But of course, we have uh, other clients who are not into into this kind of thing. And, and uh, then we do our regular stuff with them.
0: I bet they're jealous. I bet really they're jealous. They <laughs> they want to do it. <laughs> I mean, I, I wondered that actually when we we said we had this conversation. Are there certain sectors where you know I don't know solicitors or um, uh, banking would say no, no, it's not for us. It's it's just too it's too childlike.
1: It's actually funny that you should uh, mention banking because three of my clients in in Lego series Play uh, have been banks, oh, big so, <laughs> banks at
0: that. Yeah, so they yeah. love it then in banking. <laughs>
1: I guess so, they, they do. Finally, they get to do something creative.
0: So the new book is coming out, Customer Experience 2, and you're, mm-hmm. you're contributing to this. Is this the first time that you've actually written down Lego Serious Play as a kind of an article?
1: Uh, about uh, the role of, of playing business and Lego Serious Play specifically, yes. Uh, I have been contributor to an earlier book as well, but it was only published in the Finnish market. And, and then uh, my chapter there was also about culture cx and, and culture developing
0: and what are you hoping that the reader will take from your your contribution
1: i hope that everybody who reads it ha- has an, a second thought about creativity and their business i think that we should all be more playful i'm not saying that we should have you know slides and and, and playgrounds as as the big big giants in this field are, are doing but at least try to do something that you can do yourself with your hands and, and your thoughts to make your business more playful and look at that, what you're doing uh, through a playful lens in, in a way. Cause I think that that brings in the creativity into your business and, and then that, Suddenly, makes you more successful.
0: And, and you mentioned earlier that you've travelled, so I guess you go around the world offering LEGO Serious Play workshops. So if if someone's listening to this and they think that's just what we need in our business, especially coming out of the pandemic, when health and safety seems like a very serious thing and it's getting in the way of customer experience and they're fighting. I guess something like Lego Serious Play could be a very good uh, platform to actually have those conversations in a better way. So if somebody wanted to reach you, how would they get hold of you?
1: Well, there's always my uh, website, Svai, and then my LinkedIn uh, profile. I guess the links will be in the description down below. And we are opening offices in Singapore where I have already been doing Lego Series Play, as I have been in, in the UK, in the US and, and so forth. Actually, one thing I do want to tell is that we're also doing Lego Series Play online. The the way LSP online works is that we send out the bricks to everybody who's participating, basically, and then we go on and have a have a Zoom call or or something uh, with the participants, and and then we do a, a basic LSP workshop. Only we're doing it all remotely, and then oh we might be building along the the shared models and and so on. And some of it is is more uh, online or digital than than usual. But it, I think that that's a very good way of doing Lego Serious Play. You get people involved in a in a very similar way as, as you do in physical workshops.
0: So you can get people from many different locations actually participating.
1: We do these online demo sessions. We do sometimes open sessions as well. For, and, and we do LSP online sessions as well. So there's plenty of ways to to get a hold of, of what LEGO series play is all about before committing to, to a longer series of workshops and so on.
0: I mean, LEGO as a, as a, as a toy is, is universal, isn't it? You know, LEGO Serious play, do you find it's universal? or Do you find culturally some countries get the LEGO series play more than others?
1: Well, I must say I was forewarned uh, in Asia that they might not be so familiar with LEGOs but I think that half of the participants knew Legos from before and, and the, the rest had been using some other block, bricks or blocks in their childhood. So I think it's global so that everybody knows some kind of playful tools that they had been using. And it's just right. a question of, of
0: taking those into a new use. So the concept of brick building is very common and therefore you can just take Lego serious play wherever you go.
1: Yeah, it's totally universal, I think.
0: Wonderful. Well, it's been fascinating. I mean, I really appreciate Serta, the way that you've brought it to life. Uh, it's a podcast we have can show. So uh, it's been great to kind of just share how relevant it can be in business, but also very meaningful in, in, in customer experience. Well, it's been a delight to speak to you on the topic. I'm sure we could talk about 100 other customer experience topics, but it's clear you're kind of an absolute expert. And, talk so, and I say this with the greatest respect, seriously, about Lego serious play. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Thank you so much, and play we well. Thank you. Take care. Goodbye.